This episode was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Get them while they're good. Get them while they're episodes. Get them while they're productions. No, no, no. There were two reviews about Hellboy uh-huh. 2 off topic. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Because one of them was the script editor one. And mm. then the other one was on, <laughs> on, on iTunes. Uh, I, I will say, while we were recording last episode, uh, when we started talking about Patrick Rothfuss, in my head, I was like, this is too much. <laughs> we need to stop talking about Patrick Rothfuss. It's relevant um, to the book. I know. It's bringing back. It's bringing back our. It's brought back our own old fan favorite segment. You know the the the, the segment that started Cold Killer Chronicles in the first place. So I know the that. Wind. But my my problem is that I I don't <laughs> want the audience to get too comfortable with our foibles. You know I don't want them to be like ah oh, this is the thing I enjoy about the podcast. I want them to be uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't I want I them disagree. to listen to the podcast and be like why are they doing this to me? I mean we did think... we did succeed at that later uh, yeah. <laughs> with our extended yeah. ice discussion about <laughs> prone masturbation. Prone masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. I don't mind to pander to the listeners a little bit. I don't mind to have a few returning segments if, if it's no, not yeah. like, you know, we're not doing it like uh, like Bim Bam where apparently like Justin <laughs> does. Uh, this is another bit that I don't want to talk about. If we talk about Bim Bam. Now. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna press the soundboard button that says it like <laughs> sets off a siren alarm and no one can talk for like 20 seconds. And that's my response to every time we talk about Bim On the last age of pods that went up, we like had a long McElroy rant, and then it took us like two months to record the next episode. <laughs> so of course, all the all the bad Travis shit has piled up during mm. that time so that episode has another like five minute McElroy rant again i just i'm done with it you know i'm done with we've him. got a lot to say I don't this man lives it. rent free in your it's funny I, it's, it's <laughs> how can i charge that, him rent it's not even that that travis is bothering me or the McElroy brand uh, is is bothering me it's just that there's so much cringe that they're posting and it's uh <laughs> It's very entertaining to me how they've been podcasting for over 10 years and still do, like, still fuck up in ways that you'd think they should learn at this point. I mean, here's here's the thing. When I'm uh, 32, mm-hmm. 10 years yes. from now, I will mm-hmm. still be posting cringe. So I will. whether or not I'll still be a podcaster at that time, <laughs> I don't will. know. I would hope so. Yeah, I think I will. I don't know if you could ever truly get out of this when, game. When me, Robin, and Tom live in a house together that we all uh-huh. collectively own, um, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, it's date night. Robin and Tom are going to hang out and have a nice romantic meal, and I'll be banging on the door to the kitchen when they're having the meal and going, it's podcasting time, everyone. Everyone come at <laughs> the microphone. It's time to do our podcast on Squibble, the only TV show that still exists in 2030, which is run by Disney and basically is a procedurally generated comedy about three people who like live in an Amazon workspace, and that's just what they do, because that's what every Everyone does, and it's the only relatable content that's still being made. Um, I, for one, I'm such a squibble. <laughs> but I, I can't wait to do that with you, so yeah. That's gonna be great. <laughs> I love this image you have of our future. I can't wait. It's the I truth. wonder at, at which point I'm gonna quit. Um, mm. You can't quit. Every time you quit, we'll pull you back in. Yeah. Like the mafia. 
Yeah, it's like that thing where it's like, you know, any podcast you record could be the last podcast you ever record. <laughs> oh my true. god. <laughs> anything you anything you do could be the last time you do that thing. Yeah. That's true. We yeah. could die could at any moment. By Right after we stop recording this episode, like we're gonna congratulate each other at what a great job we did. You know, we do our classic uh, circle jerk thing that we do after every episode. Uh, yeah, we're like Man, we've we never jerked in a circle. Job. What are you talking about? I jerk off on the floor mm. <laughs> on the carpet. Yeah. We can be each other's floors, you know, virtually. I think it's fine. What's the best? What's the best? What's the best biscuit for soggy biscuit? No. <laughs> But anyway, probably. we do that, and then then suddenly the world ends, like the planet you know, cracks I open. I know, but it's it's more profound to think about it being the last podcast episode than you know the last meal. Who gives a shit? But podcasting, yeah. <laughs> yeah but do you mean it like in a cosmic sense, or do you mean it as like uh, it could happen that? Uh, it turns out one of us was a serial killer and then the yeah. rest, of, rest of us is going to be like, mm, I want to distance myself from George <laughs> the other serial having killers. serial killed. Just like, um, oh, my bad. Right. I'm self-blocking now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you just say I'm the serial killer? I'm I'm yeah. far from the Yikes. least serial killer-y person on this, this podcast. <laughs> Who would you say is the most serial killer? I might be the... Yeah. Um, either Chaz or Janosch. It's hard to tell. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't know, you. because I think, I think George has the tools. Mm. You know, George has the you tools. Have, yeah, like, yeah that, I mean, I think... fucking anyone can get the tools to be a serial. Killer. <laughs> just it's the intentionality tools. and the psychology. Yeah, this is the. This is the. Uh, but I think the, 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 the least likely person has got to be George. The least likely person is always the one who did it. So yeah, so it's Robin. Well, oh. we're not talking about we're not talking about media tropes here. We're talking about real life. Yeah, Sometimes okay. In which case, it's probably who... George. <laughs> <laughs> I think Perfect. I'd find mass murdering a bit too icky. Like I don't I'm not really <laughs> I'm not really scared of, of, of blood. Like if I have to have an injection or a tattoo that's not an issue. I don't mind like a little bit of blood. Uh-huh. But when it comes to like guts coming out, I have an issue. Um so I don't know if I could be a serial killer. You could always just shoot them. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think I'd get over I mean- it pretty quickly. <laughs> I think I've done I mean, just... two murders. I'd be like, this is fine now. This is just my day to day. What would um, Robin, what, what would I fucking the... saying? I was going to say it was going to be you and you or Janosh. <laughs> you come out with shit like this. <laughs> but but Robin, when you say you're like uncomfortable with uh, with serial killings, like what 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 would be your like pref- preferable crime to have like one of us cancelled and then the rest of us be like well now this entire product is tainted what <laughs> for me for me it. to commit to never podcast for, any, for either of us i think i don't know because i think i think if you did some cool shit like rob a bank there's yeah. no way i can disavow that i mm. think that's epic yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. my rad uh, podcast host <laughs> fucking robbed a bank and they'll be in prison for a while but They'll be back on the show soon. Yeah, yeah. People will be, <laughs> people will be tweeting that. like, "Let's." We have to talk about the fact that some podcasters who've robbed a bank also have patreons, and that's wrong. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I like. I just think that a lot of crimes are pretty cool, and most of them are not harming other people. Some are. I don't know. I think it depends on how you went about doing the serial killing. I think mm. if you were to like lull them to sleep. And then, you know, put a nice silk pillow over their face and then shoot through the pillow with, like, this beautiful pearl-handled revolver. Okay. That's nice. It has Ethically sound- killed. It has- 
yes, it has some grace to it. Yeah, mm. that's mm. how I'd like to go. <laughs> like, would it would it make a difference for you who the victims are? Yes, posh people. Would you <laughs> yes. be? Would it's you be Dutchy, upset Dutchy if... original uh, murders? <laughs> would you be upset if like one of us uh, did serial killings just for the just for the pleasure of it, like just for being a sicko? And it can be it can be people who deserve it. It doesn't matter. But like like you know, if if I went out to to like kill i don't know elon musk i'm just saying <laughs> jeff bezos you know people who may or may not deserve it but but said that it's i don't care about you know how they treat their workers i just i just take pleasure in killing would that be I upsetting mean, I, to you we're getting into some <laughs> dicey territory this just comes to like that you know that the conflict between altruism and egoism you know where it's like do the emotions matter if the deed is good yeah mm. you know like it's does it does it say. matter what the motivation is if like the ultimate uh outcome is that it's positive? Yes. Also a good question. Maybe. No. I it, who who are we to say? Anyway, I, <laughs> I mean, it's like that. I, I it think is like I'm going to say here, I do disavow though. serial killing. Okay. What <laughs> I'm just imagining a guy who does serial killing just so he can be on my favorite murder. Like <laughs> just, just wants them to notice him, so he does serial killing. Yeah. Is it is it ableist to say um, that it's mm-hmm. bad to be pathologically uh, driven to kill multiple people? <laughs> no, I, think, I don't think it's ableist <laughs> to say that a mental illness is bad. You know, no, because the whole point of having a mental Work. illness is that it's an illness. I think you most people would prefer not to have them. That's, like if someone was like, does, I think OCD is bad. I would be like, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> if someone was like, <laughs> I'm so organized, it's like I have OCD, I'm a little bit like, okay, that's not what well, that is, but that's fine. <laughs> when I'm depressed, I deserve I deserve to always be really sad. It's good. Mm. Well, that's if how poetry is made. We talked about this a million times, right? About, about stuff where like... <laughs> Uh, oh, mental illness is your superpower. Uh, you you don't take the medication. That's what makes you special. <laughs> I've yeah. mostly forgotten the last nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yes. it's, it's it was that entire that entire gender episode of uh, of the show of the Watch TV show. Mm. Gender. gender, gender. I mean, here's the thing: like when I forget to take my medication for like three days in a row, yeah. um, I do go completely fucking manic but i don't think it's in a very good way <laughs> no um, do you not start like levitating uh physically no can you not I'm... like <laughs> do telekinesis or whatever <laughs> i wish that would be cool <laughs> i would stop taking my medication if it meant i could levitate <laughs> but would you if you could mm. levitate but also you felt really bad like would it be worth it well but then, like, I, it's not like I can throw myself off a cliff or anything. I would just levitate. So <laughs> well, I think here's, an here's, here's the deal, Robin. You get laser eyes, but okay. you also have IBS. Oh <laughs> mm. uh, no! Well, I've got plenty of friends with IBS, and you know, it's just IBS. It's not very so they, IBS. But they don't. They don't have. They don't have laser eyes. That's yeah. it. I don't know what I'd fucking do with laser eyes. <laughs> laser stuff, I guess. When you got really heated on a, a gaming stream, you could you could use your laser eyes. Sorry, I had a heated laser moment. <laughs> God. God. Where is the like subversive superhero comic about that? Yeah. We're getting laser eyes and IPS. <laughs> Isn't that what sure. the second um uh, X-Men film was about? <laughs> 
I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Kinda. them shitting, but sure. You can walk through walls, but you have Crohn's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just not walk through walls and not have Crohn's. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you can. Your um, your extremely powerful shit uh, can actually can actually blow a hole in the wall. So you can levitate, but only with the power of your IBS shit. <laughs> yeah, like a um, like a jetpack, like one of those things that they you go in the water and it like squirts the water out of your pack like you like a dwarf oh, yeah. in Artemis Fowl. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Did they have that in the film? Yes. Yes. Amazing. That, it was, that was it was Josh Gad. Scene. It was deranged. Um, it, it was the most God. upsetting thing I have seen in my entire life. <laughs> Can you believe that Prince Philip died a mere three months after we uh, told him to die on Predicted our podcast? <laughs> Predicted he would really die did. on our podcast. Well, our did. energy. Oh, we manifested this, as did whatever did was it? in his heart. I know he was 99 years old, but I can only come to the conclusion that it was us who did it. Yeah, it was us who did it, and not only us, but Meghan Markle and Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Those two really just killed him. I think it's... Jeremy Corbyn, Derek, uh, Jeremy Corbyn uh, and Meghan Markle, such a classic duo. I yeah, like just a, just an evil, an evil duo. Who is the villain and who yeah. is the sidekick? That's what I. God, would I know. think they should take down together more people. Like Andrew Kissinger next uh, parody. Um, mm. Then maybe like. Meghan Markle and Jeremy Corbyn can team up um, for, uh, what, you know, Elon Musk. Uh, what Jeremy Corbyn did is he messaged Prince Philip on Instagram. It's like, yo, you a bad little thotty. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make it clap on the TL? And and that's how Prince Philip died, because he, he tried to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and th- frankly... It was uh, it was really bad uh, manners of Jeremy Corbyn to do that, and that's not the leadership we want. So, uh, me as a British person, I can say that. Yeah, mm. you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. British, <laughs> yeah, British uh, <laughs> rights. I don't know. Yeah. What's it like <laughs> being British? Yeah, how's it been since you became British? How has that experience like been? It's weird because the the weather like immediately became worse in Germany, mm. like everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and nobody knows why a rain cloud specifically above your head that follows you around and, yeah <laughs> yeah my my upper lip has stiffened uh whatever that <laughs> it's like concrete is, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it true that to transition to being british you have to like rub tea on your skin every, every morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know i haven't done that but i have started Jesus sweating Christ. tea so <laughs> george oh my god um, a good joke. Pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just having a stiff upper lip is just about having rigor mortis, but very slowly, and it's very localized. Um, <laughs> to having Rick and mortis. Yeah, Rick and mortis. <laughs> Funniest shit I have seen. <laughs> Turns himself into a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm British Rick. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm British oh. Rick. Okay. Richard. <laughs> oh, I, I'm British Rick. Oh, I'm British Rick. Oh, Morty, you should have seen it. Sichuan sauce, fucking peng. Okay, let's go. <laughs> when you become British Rick and then you tell everyone, are you offended, mate? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> you having a laugh? You having a fucking laugh, mate? Yeah, having right. a fucking laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm bringing us in. Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm-hmm. Sam Vines. 
uh, he most sadly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Lord Bethanari. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. Can I really trust you? I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread slash watch podcast hosted by four Mensa members who are kicked out for being too smart and also too funny. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Chaz, and not only am I here, I am really here. I am not just a projection on the cave wall, but I am physically in the room with you right now at this moment. Um, hello. Oh, Hi. Um, I'm your host Robin, and I recently found this one cool trick to make five pounds off the death of an old man. Subscribe <laughs> to my TikTok to find out how. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm, I'm your host Janosh, and I've, I'm gonna go make up some new fantasy slurs. I think we need more of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm George. I'm your host, and I, I found a ring in the river today, but it's not very nice. Oh, oh. Just threw it away. Yeah. Mm. Does it does it start to corrupt you already? I mean, if it does, it's it's turning me into a, like a mid noughties uh, caricature <laughs> of a working class person. <laughs> it has that kind of aesthetic. Uh huh. Mm. Is it like really heavy to carry? Uh, no, it's incredibly light because it's made out of titanium or something cheap. <laughs> <laughs> what if you found a ring in the river and it was like trying to corrupt you, but you put it on and it just didn't fit, so you threw it away? <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is if, a C and I'm a D, so yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. If Lord I, of if the I Rings if the one, Frodo's yeah. finger has been too thick. <laughs> <laughs> this, this ring doesn't fit my D cups. <laughs> what if you I'm a big natural so I'd fit this ring. Take you putting the one ring on, but so that no one sees it, you wear it as a cock ring. Oh hell oh. yeah. <laughs> The one cock ring. That sounds like a bad parody book from like two thousand and nine. Oh, I'm sure it exists. That probably exists. No, yeah, yeah. Now that you said it, it has been written twenty years ago. Mm, yeah. Um. Hello. Yes. This week we are reading the second half of Men at Arms. Men's Arms. Yeah. We're we're not going to talk about ha- uh, masturbating with a carpet mm. more than three or four times. No, um, that's the thing is, prone masturbation is over. Uh, yeah, until you bought that I, up, I'd forgotten that we ever talked about it. <laughs> I did too until today. Um, I completely wiped it from my brain, as I imagine our listeners also did, if they know what's good for them. Um, but <laughs> no, they've been obsessed with it since then. They've been. I've. i I'm getting emails from from all around the world saying I have tried to fuck my carpet today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've given up on regular masturbation now entirely. Do you remember when that guy made her girlfriend out of felt? It's like yeah. that. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think why, about why, that Why are you talking about it on a podcast like this? I'm sorry. <laughs> the die with myth, but it's just made of felt instead. Yeah. But yeah, I... <laughs> I will say, uh, since then, it has been, it has been cancelled. Uh, someone posted a really long Twitter thread uh, where they were like, listen up, motherfuckers, buckle up. Cause <laughs> buckle up, here's, buckle here's the truth about the hot new trend. 
<laughs> Chuckle buck fucker knuckers. Yeah, I'm always saying this. <laughs> exactly. um, this week, as I mentioned, we read the second half of Men in Arms, second half, second third, which I will summarize for you now in a in a concise way where I remember literally everything that happened in the book. And I won't say um at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. <laughs> ah! <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, sometimes I notice while I'm editing that I use the word so instead of um, but I just do it obnoxiously too many times. Yeah. And it's fine. Listen, I think okay. there's like two types of podcasters uh, and... One of them says, um, a lot, and the other is, like, me, that you, you just, like, weirdly stutter, <laughs> like, have a stutter that you don't have in real life, just in podcasting. Yeah, so that's, sometimes you, like, do. do some vowel noises for a bit, and then you sort of, oh yeah, you, the words arrive, yeah. Um, sometimes Yanosh even stutters into when I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> 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 like a chainsaw starting up and going into my head. <laughs> Okay, George, but you did on a previous episode say that you are um, erotically interested in yeah. being interrupted by Hungarians, so, you know. It's See, I, was, I was just trying to hide my uh, deep upset that I keep getting <laughs> interrupted by Hungarians. I don't think that's true. Okay, so, um, when we left off last time, they decided to investigate the crime. So, they split into a number of different teams. Cuddy and Detritus investigate the Alchemist's Guild. Um, to try and find out what the piece of paper they found means. So they meet our good friend Silverfish, who's still at the Alchemist Guild. Good to see him. Mm-hmm. And th- they're sort of doing exploding <laughs> billiards. Um, Look, do you not know about this? No. They used to use uh, nitrocellulose, also known as gun cotton, to make billiard balls, among oh. other, other things, and they would occasionally explode. That's very it's, good. It's also a more advanced explosive than gunpowder or like black powder, number one powder, as they call it in this book. So mm. they, 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 they're inventing something worse. Still not as dangerous as conkers. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's political correctness gone mad. <laughs> Banning conkers. In the, in the Watch movie where they're like, oh, this place is sick. You even have a billiard table anyway. Pretty mm. bad movie. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Um, <laughs> So, Cuddy and Detritus, they get some information, they realise that the paper is um, it's written backwards and it talks about a thing called a gun, and it has a recipe for what's basically gunpowder, um, which the alchemists inform them, like, pretty much everyone can find out, already knows. Um, meanwhile, Colin, Colon and Nobby are investigating the Fool's Guild, which is a very uh. humorous adventure where we meet some lovely clowns who are good and we like wah, them. Wah, wah. <laughs> Clown time! The knockers are humorous breasts, which Terry um, informs us isn't funny, even though he mentions <laughs> boobs all the time. So, okay, it Terry. It is funny. <laughs> but in this case, it's not funny. Yeah, it makes Next, he's gonna say truck nuts aren't funny. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's incredibly funny. We are the podcasting equivalent of truck nuts, many people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't comment on whether or not that's true. Um, they investigate, and there's like a funeral going on for uh, Bino the clown. Uh, but it's a very humorous funeral. You know, they like hit each other with ladders and fall over, and it's a very solemn occasion. Um, Colin and Obi hate to be there. <laughs> they talk to another clown who informs them that they should look for Bino's real nose, uh, whatever that means. So, hmm. you know what uh, they say: real nose. 
real lies, real lies. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I, I was thinking about how to make that into a joke, but I'm glad you didn't manage to either. <laughs> Look, Janusz, the thing you you uh, you haven't realized is if you don't have a good joke, just say a bad one. It's just as good. <laughs> mm, that's They're all true. as good as each other. Equal opportunities jokes. Silence is always bad. Yeah, no silence, no downtime. No, yeah, no the, the bad thing about silence is that it's incredibly hard to cut it out. Um, yeah, and... <laughs> it's much easier to have a disconnected joke that doesn't go anywhere yeah. than it is just to have like a second of silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the jokes, personally. Um, so we've also find out that the basically the Fool's Guild suspects that Bino was assassinated or killed by an assassin, at least, and they're uncomfortable with it and they don't want to like think about it because... You know, it could cause political problems. Um, and it also sort of backs onto the Assassin's Guild. We meet Dr. Whiteface, who's the head of the Fool's Guild and very scary. I personally am extremely offended that they would include <laughs> a character in this book called Whiteface, as if that's something to joke about. <laughs> Truly terrible. they do Whiteface, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't bad enough that these days you were arrested for saying you're English, uh, in now... Now they're, they're dressing up and painting their faces like white people. Oh, that's so wrong. Um, then, Hello, I'm the Queen of England. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Angle wakes up at the boarding house. Um, Mrs. Cake is there and she's like, a young man's come to call on you and it's Carrot. And he takes her out for a tour of the city. Vimes wakes up and when he wakes up, something hits the sort of he's in the mirror something hits the wall near where he is he doesn't understand what it is but it's a projectile that's being fired at him at very fast speeds so he sort of instinctively understands that he's being attacked and you know he falls to the ground and he's doing the old helmet trick but in a cunning way where they shoot where someone who's doing the helmet trick would normally be and then he rushes out to investigate and he asks the gargoyle and the gargoyle's like yeah it's so it was a guy with like a stick and Vimes is like this is too far for a crossbow the gargoyle cooperates with him because he knows Carrot and the gargoyle likes Carrot because everyone likes Carrot <laughs> uh, meanwhile Carrot's taking Angra on a city tour she loves it it's so cool <laughs> she's like, like I like that it's fair this guy loves Angmorpok so much <laughs> I'm jealous of a city yeah she's like I can't believe I'm jealous of a city this guy wants to fuck the city so bad <laughs> <laughs> I think the issue is if you do put your dick in the ank, then it it won't be there when you pull out. Yeah, <laughs> or be very different. Yeah, we do get more bloody stupid Johnson content though, which I enjoy a lot. Yeah, mm. we see some of his creations, like an arch and like wonders of the world that can be fit in like a pocket. They're very very tiny. He was bad with numbers. Um, <laughs> and then they go to see. Uh, a place where the beggars are and it turns out the beggars are like oh you got us can't believe you realized um and carrot doesn't get what they're talking about but angra can tell there's a body there so they go into the beggars guild and queen molly who's the head of the the beggars guild her maid has been killed with what looks like a projectile fired at high volumes interestingly weird yeah so they investigate that meanwhile Cuddy and Detritus, you know, they're just hanging around there and, you know, investigating. Cuddy's like, I don't like you, but if I'm going to hang around, you should learn to count. So they invent binary. (laughs) 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 Then we cut to Hargis House of Ribs, where 
uh, Vimes is having a bad breakfast. We know about Hager's House of Ribs from moving pictures. There's a lot of moving pictures references in this, really, or like continuations, mm. which is interesting. Wait, is that how binary works? I still don't understand how it works. Yeah, binary, yeah. it's so, so... So the last digit is like ones, and then the the second to last digit is twos, and then it's fours, and then it's eights. And so if there's a one, then that means you add the digit. So if there's a one in the four column, you add a four. And then if there's like a one in the one column, then it would be five because it's a four and a one. I think that's probably a good explanation, but it has gone straight through my head. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. It's it, if you have it on paper, it's quite simple. Yeah, um, if you if you if you do it on your fingers, you you understand it. Yeah, basically it works through like twos and ones and zeros. Um, yeah, but but it's like it's it's pretty funny how they're like, oh, if you can count to two, you can count to anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he's made of silicon because he's a computer. Oh, um, I didn't get that one. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, um, most of his stuff seems to be like computing jokes. But Vimes is at Hugger's House of Ribs and he gets a bad breakfast and he makes multiple Twin Peaks jokes. Um, where Does he say, that's a damn fine cup of coffee? No, he says, this oh. is a bloody awful cup of coffee. <laughs> Which I was like, is this a Twin Peaks reference? And then his next sign is, I want a cup of coffee black as a moonless night or whatever it is. <laughs> um, that's, which, what, that's what that bit's about. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just some fun some fun Twin Peaks references. What can I say? <laughs> Terry's the, a man of culture. And all the times <laughs> I've watched Twin Peaks with you and asked every five minutes if oh that's the, every time a coffee appears on screen <laughs> if it's that if that's the damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs> I made my I made my parents watch Mulholland Drive yesterday and I think they're still recovering. Uh-huh. Do they like it? <laughs> I think so. They they were very uncomfortable with the amount of like lesbian boobs there are on, on screen yeah like, they're very uh, different from uh, from normal boobs as it were. <laughs> well you know it's it's quite the two types like, of oh, too much kissing i'm like mm. is it though well um, i think uh yaoi boob yuri boob regular boob <laughs> love is love boob is boob you know <laughs> yeah boob is coming boob. out to your parents by making them friends. watch mulholland drive <laughs> <laughs> classic um, <laughs> that's drive is a challenging movie to to make your parents watch because it's also really fucking long yeah it's two and a half hours long but those two and a half hours flew by to me and um, it is it is one of my favorite movies i would just feel intensely uncomfortable if my parents would watch would be watching would be <laughs> with me uh i think they liked it um <laughs> i think they're figuring it out um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so Vimes has some brainwaves, and he's like, hmm, gone, interesting. I think it's a weapon, a new kind of weapon, something like that. Meanwhile, Cuddy and Detritus, they see a guy running away, and they follow him, and they accidentally fall into the Pork Futures storeroom, which is very cold, um, and it's where they store the potential pork that may or may not exist in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely they get trapped good. in there by by the figure they've been chasing. Yeah, he, he shoots That's a very, but, Yes, poten- he does. Potential pork is like a very Douglas Douglas Adams concept, I think. It is, yeah. It's mm. it's sort of similar to like the reannual grape stuff that we've heard before yeah. as well. Mm, but um, with a bit of a bit of economics having, jokes shoved in there. Yeah, That's also, yeah, about yeah. futures. Yeah, eating some potential pork with a um, fuck. What was the grapes? sauce i don't know i'm pre-annuals yeah pre-annuals <laughs> that's it pre-annuals um i want to go to the, the tesla sauce. futures warehouse where, where uh very slowly <laughs> loads of cunts start to materialize in the in the warehouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they get shot at but they the bullets mostly 
uh, ricochet off detritus's breastplate or his body because he's made of stone so it's more or less fine but they're in the cold and it's getting colder and this is probably going to kill them but detritus because he's a computer and he's made of silicon his brain starts working better the colder it gets and he suddenly becomes really clever and he starts doing like a lot of calculations did you see when like um belle delphine did the like gamer water Mm -hmm. um there was a guy who (laughs) bought the gamer water and then used it as like you know how people can get like um water cooling systems for their gamer pcs so he used the bath water (laughs) i didn't know that that's really good (laughs) wow that's what detritus needs gamer girl bath water yeah yeah water cooling would be pretty good he gets a fan later on in the books but like i think you know a sort of water cooling mm. would be more efficient. Mm, so okay. he chucks he chucks Cuddy out the window like a projectile, um, but he's fine. Yeah, he calculated the degrees. So yeah, he did the, the he did the maths. Veterinary orders Vimes to come see him, uh, and he informs him that he has been disobeying orders by investigating this crime, the theft. You know, the theft at the Assassins Guild, which you you definitely knew was a theft at the Assassins Guild. Please stop mm-hmm. investigating it. Takes it basically tells him that the Night Watch is going to be disbanded. He has to give him his sword and his badge, um, <laughs> and retire forever. Vimes gives him the sword reluctantly, but will not let go of his badge, um, and then leaves. And he basically has a bit of a breakdown. Detritus is still cooling down. He is very smart. He is figuring out all the universe calculations, and he is writing them on the wall. Meanwhile, Cuddy runs off and gets the keys from the guy who runs the Port Futures warehouse, comes back and basically lets him out, but he's pretty unwell. Veterinary goes to see Leonard of Querm, the guy who invented the gun, who he is keeping in a special room in his palace, like behind like some secret corridors. Um, but Leonard's Normal. fine with it. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he doesn't mind as long as he's got like pen and paper and is allowed to do what he wants, which is basically it's a nice person. Yeah. Um, they discuss that the gun is gone, <laughs> um, and that it's been uh-huh. stolen and is being used. And then they both talk about how neither of them decided to destroy it, even though they probably should have. Um, and Veterinary is like, yeah, I didn't destroy it either. I just gave it to the Assassin's Guild thinking they would get rid of it, but I don't know why, because I, <laughs> I didn't destroy I, it. Sorry, I gave the death machine to the death people. Um, yeah. I could never have foreseen this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just they wouldn't like it, because it's impersonal. In- yeah, yeah, yeah. They pride yeah. themselves in making killings. Uh, you, know, you know those like characters in Game of Thrones who are like they have to whisper so I'm sorry when they yeah, kill the someone. Men. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the I'm epic sorry. assassins were really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like cr- cry typing assassins. <laughs> yeah. I have to kill you. I'm sorry. It's I'm just so a contract. I'm just so hard. hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, in this, if the assassins would just have listened to my method of, again, covering someone's face with a silken mm-hmm. pillow and then gently mm-hmm. shooting them in the face, then a gun could be per A gun can actually be something that's really personal. A gun, can- a gun is honestly... Like, I-, I feel like the core... I-, I guess we can discuss this later, but, like, I don't fully understand in this book why the gun is so much worse than the crossbow. Yeah. I think it's about intention. So Terry sees the gun as a sort of a device that is very easy to kill with. Yeah. Um, whereas the mm. crossbow, you have to sort of, it's it's very difficult to, to you know, you have to string it, you have to pull it back, like you have five to five minutes of work with it. Yeah. 
I mean, you could argue that there is no real difference, but in this, the gun is presented. The gun is presented as almost having a consciousness of its own, where it desires to kill. Yeah, um, and it—it's essentially it's, like a parasite. That yeah. So Cuddy gets the keys. He he he's let um Detritus out. Detritus is in a bad way, so he tries to take him to a doctor in like the troll district, which is like in the slaughterhouse area. It's kind of scary because obviously they don't like dwarves there because of the tor- the dwarf troll tensions. Um, when they get there, it's announced that the day watch, uh, a guy called oh, fuck, what's his name, beginning with Q, Quirk, Quirk has arrested this troll who was sort of vaguely seen in the same area as a murder. Um, so <laughs> they they've arrested this troll who was seen at the area um, around the time of one of the murders. He, I mean, he obviously didn't do it. But, you know, it's convenient for them to find a murderer. But what it's done is it's increased the the racial tension between the dwarves and the trolls in the city. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, so while, while they're in this so while they're in this troll district, um, they get, like, attacked by some trolls. They try and run away, and then some dwarves come, and then they end up in, like, a short skirmish down, like, a, a sort of narrow alleyway. Uh, Detritus and Cody escape, um, but they fall down into, like, an underground sewer tunnel. Which they're sort of wandering along. Quirk is being, being problematic. Yeah, Quirk is being problematic. Um, <laughs> they, they a heated city watch moment. Yeah, so watch he, he sort called. of he sort of appears and is like, "We're gonna get rid of um, everything. We've sorted it all out. The day watch is in charge now. The night watch is being disbanded." It, it says some. There are some. <laughs> he's a bad person. We were informed. <laughs> he is racist. Meanwhile, Vimes is like very drunk. He's basically drunk himself into a stupor, so Carrie and Angua go to find him. He's clutching something really hard in his hand, which turns out to be his badge. Angua's like, why do you respect this guy? This guy's stupid, he's drunk, he's the worst. Um, he never has any money, why does he live in this shitty apartment? Um, and he has, like, nothing on the wall. He's got, like, a male living space. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going on. Um, and then you should check out she- his battle rig, though, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> It's just got, you know, it's got a bed and nothing in it. And Carrot's like, well, he doesn't spend a lot of time here. Uh, they go through it. Angua decides to go through his shit. Carrot's like, you shouldn't go through his shit. But she's like, yeah, but I'm gonna. Um, and finds, like, a bunch of names with, like, money. And she's like, oh, he spent all his money on women. Um, and Carrot's like, no, he didn't. And then Colin and Nobby appears and they talk about it. And it's, uh, he informs Angua that, in fact, these are actually the widows of dead watchmen. And Vimes spends most of his money that he gets um, basically paying out to orphans and widows of the watch uh, to make sure that they're like looked after because there's no sort of pension scheme or anything. They try and make him nerd. Well, they try and make him sober and they make him nerd accidentally with too much clatching coffee. Just like that classic <laughs> scene from the watch TV series. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. We love that show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when he wakes up, he's like, uh, we're being disbanded. This was less bad, fun bad than it was. Like in the, in the TV show, when they did this, there was like, haha, quirky, funny, Joss Whedon Avengers. And this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one is more like, it sucks to be, it sucks to be this drunk, but also if you, if you become too sober, that's not good either. Mm. Vimes is always, always, his normal state is like too below regular sobriety. Yeah. He has to, he He's has to drink to be sober. <laughs> Mm, yeah yep. yeah they have to get him some more alcohol to like make him normal again because they give him too much coffee um he gotta meanwhile have gotta get the, gotta have your coffee get my coffee 
Meanwhile, Cuddy and Detritus find like a spooky tunnel with a spooky hall under the city. There's like sewers, which they don't currently have. You know, these are old sewers. There's no sewers currently. <laughs> some some great cloaca jokes, though. Yeah, via cloaca. Um, <laughs> classic. Uh, they also find a body of a clown, which they thought they'd already found. So what does that mean? The, the um, clown's actually a Dutch guy. Um, and we know this because he's called Coalface. Oh, yes. I see. Good job. <laughs> hey. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So okay, anyway. Quirk, Quirk comes and is like, so after Quirk's like dissolve the watch, um, Vimes goes to his fiance um, and has a bath. And he's like, I will not think about anything. I will have a bath instead. Um, and he's uncomfortable because Willikins is there and he's like, I am here to look after you. And Vimes is like, okay, please don't scrub my back for me. Go help the old geezer who mm. heats the water. He's like, um, please tell me your first name. And he says, I don't It is Willikins. Any. Yeah, I don't have a first name. Uh, Karak goes down and investigates this old tunnel and he's very excited about it because he loves history and cloakers. Um <laughs> <laughs> then they hear about that there's a um, there's basically a riot that's going on with the dwarfs and the trolls that's spread out from like the slaughterhouse district, um, and the Daywatch can't cope with it. They're throwing rocks at policemen, which is very rude. And Carrot keeps <laughs> asking if there's been a an unprecedented breakdown of law and order or an irretrievable breakdown of law and order because and everyone's like, well, I, I guess. And he's like, no, it's very important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, so they're like, okay, we're going to go do something. You know what we can do? According to the the laws of uh, Ankh-Morpork, that Carrot obviously knows by heart, if there's an irretrievable breakdown of law and order, you can create a militia. So they're like, we're going to create a militia and we're going to go sell out everything. So they they go to the Ankh-Morpork armory where they basically trick the guy there into giving them weapons by pretending to be inspecting the uh, you know the accounts getting in and then stealing the weapons and threatening him with the weapons. The guy who works there is very racist towards the trolls that work for him. Um, so Detritus swears them into the watch. And they all arm themselves and head off to save Ankh Morpork. Or, I guess, put down a riot. It's fine. <laughs> uh, they got riots. big guns. Right, they're the language of people who just love rioting. That's what they're, the lang- they're the language of the people who love to do stuff for no reason. Um, Although, actually, in this, to be honest, Terry's, uh, he, he at least says, that at least they have a reason to riot. They're not just, like, angry. I mean, angry. they are rioting because of an actual injustice that has happened, yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's basically where we are in the book currently. Exciting. Yeah. That's pretty good. Can't wait to see how this shakes out. Here, here are loads too. of intriguing stuff about Nobby and how he used to go and steal stuff from dead bodies again. It's <laughs> <laughs> extremely epic side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> he just sold he sold all of their weapons. <laughs> yeah, it's about 100%. <laughs> Every weapon they own he sold. Which is interesting because Nobby doesn't have any money as far as we can tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he spends it all on his Morris dancing classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And his um, what do they call it? The 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 piss take of the sealed knot. Uh, the reenactors. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget what they called in the, the peeled nut. The peeled and also nut. the lovely seamstresses. Mm. <laughs> oh yes, his friends. Nobody has a lot of hobbies, and I support him. 
he's he's very funny. I love Nobby as a character. Yeah, rancid vibes, keep... obviously, but also kind of wholesome. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's no. just a nice guy who loves to steal money from dead bodies and then kill them, or like almost dead bodies. I guess. <laughs> Countdown to people on TikTok calling Nobby a co- goblin core icon. He kind of is. Yeah. The countdown is at zero. <laughs> it's I here. I'm I, on TikTok. I'm calling Nobby a goblin core. I wonder icon. if there's any like this core TikTok scene. Oh. Well, <laughs> it's our duty to become it, I guess. Like, I'm sure no. the fucking... Because the Good Romance TV show was so, like, pandering towards the Tumblr audience, so I'm sure that is also yeah. big on TikTok. <laughs> like, I wonder if they have arrived um, at, at our level. Mm-hmm. Yay. Welcome. Welcome to the level. <laughs> Welcome wa- to the level. What, what, what Are you on our level? Good? Don't be. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what would be some good, like, Discord TikTok content. Um, uh, there'd be, like, a lot of cosplay stuff where you'd yeah. be, like, lip-syncing to some sort of fucked-up spooky tune where people like dresses the fucking onesler or whatever but you're dressed as like <laughs> i don't know casa that's you're like this is so, so I've just, and cool i've just opened up tiktok okay to okay Uh-oh. investigate and the the first things that come up when you search terry pratchett are somebody explaining the order in which to read them and okay. then i think mm. it's somebody Passing. um just reading out a quote from the book about the guilds of Ankh-Morpork. pork mm, um, we would never do that in front of a big bookshelf and some candles and <laughs> bookish dark um, academia also, okay oh yeah mm-hmm. one of this has revealed to me the existence of something called book talk apparently oh shit oh yeah Uh-oh. classic Uh-oh. is it people just going look at my look at a picture of all my books stacked up prettily the, and uh, very aesthetically the, the, yeah that's just literally a tiktok equivalent of dark academia we've been through this yeah I saw a thing where it was it was called Film Talk, and there was Ooh. like six different things of people being like underrated films, Ooh. and it's like Shutter Island and the Grand Budapest ah. Hotel, which is very funny. Got it. I keep thinking about that <laughs> classic tweet. It was like at this point, like five, six years ago. It was just like my taste in film is very uh, sophisticated. Nobody likes these films, and then it's like The Dark Knight, The Godfather, Seven, <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> Yeah, I found somebody going through Samuel Vimes as an um, Tumblr aesthetic post, mm. and then they show a bunch of pictures which are Sam Vimes as a Tumblr aesthetic. So I'm going to oh, tell you good. what is in the photos. Um, I so don't it's like some boots. Mm. Um, that's that's some, some some plate armor. Oh yes, mm. um, yeah. a puddle on a dark street. <laughs> no, okay. that's Vimes core. Some, yeah. I think Vimes lavender, lilac, oh, lilac. Oh, okay. We'll get another to that. street. It looks like an English street. <laughs> Another English street. Um, a statue English. of <laughs> a statue of justice. So it's like a statue okay. of the lady with the scales and the sword. She's not, not blind. Not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, this is, and um, then it's a crossbow. Yes, mm-hmm. that's him. And then it's yeah. a photo of a bunch of signs that say "Eat the rich" over and over again. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he does every night with Sybil, but I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then there's um there's a various Tumblr aesthetic photo of some um edgy boy lighting up a cigarette 
Think Timothy Chalamet <laughs> in, in Ladybird. Okay, he smokes cigars, not cigarettes. Yeah, so. that's the, um, the next different vibe. Far too, he's far too scroty to be like an edgy boy. Yeah, yeah well, you're going to hate this. The next one is the back of somebody's denim jacket with the words, I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby. Five <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, teenage dirtbag AU, I love that. <laughs> half of these, half of these are just like things he uses or wears. Things he wears, yeah, boots. Is yeah, just... that's what an aesthetic is. My fa- my favorite oh, one is, suppose, yeah. is just the pictures of streets. That's that's incredibly yeah. funny. There were like five. But at the end of the day, like if you're doing if you're doing like an aesthetic, and it's just like you might as well just post a picture of the person, you know, instead yeah. of just like yeah. this is what they wear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the point of these books is obviously the aesthetic and the vibes, right? Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah what, they're that's extremely what it's aesthetic. About. It's about how it's about how being like a poor person or like being a being alcoholic is cool, I guess. Being in the gutters is 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 a good vibe. It's a good aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. it's about the coolness of being, you know, in semi poverty. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. Yeah. Um. It's about it listening is. to Dirty Old Town and going, fuck yeah, I love my town being dirty and old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love it. Ah, uh, isn't it? Why does oh, he I look see. like Stannis in this one? I, that's what I thought. <laughs> I have just seen a great TikTok of an, an orangutan hand puppet playing with a keyboard. Oh, yes. I am the librarian. So, fuck yeah, monkey. finally. Finally something <laughs> I think the boot, the old boot on there is pretty, pretty vibesy, yeah. I, got sure. a, I found a Sybil aesthetic. Um. <laughs> hot, like horse girls, but with dragons. Yeah. Uh, I know this is an auditory format, but there's, you know, some pictures of dragons and like a wig and some other nice sort yeah. of old-fashioned gentry <laughs> stuff. Yeah, great, great audio content. I know, we're always doing yeah. great audio content. Remember that, remember that part in, like, comics when... Um, Batman is having a breakdown and is depressed and is like sitting in no. his bathtub and meanwhile Superman has to is like has to motivate everyone. No. I can't get over that Pat Rothfuss oh, comparison. The, the Pat Rothfuss thing. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember that. No, I still don't Sorry, know. Sorry, I, I wasn't about. I wasn't yes anding you correctly. It was a callback to last episode, Horge. Where I don't um, remember that. Yeah, last episode. I know. Am I on a tick? Am I on a TikTok? <laughs> uh, when we discussed the fact that Patrick Rothfuss said that Vimes and Carrot are like Batman and Superman. Yeah, Vimes. I feel like Vimes wasn't wasn't that much. I guess I guess he had that big thing where he was like with Veterinary, but uh, yeah, it felt like he kind of took the backseat for this mm. uh, for this section of the book, which is fine. I don't mind. Uh, we, we need yeah, he's to... going through it right now. Yeah. Um, he did do some sort of brain detective work where he f- kind of figured out more or less what the gun is. Yeah. Um, after receiving the reports, I I loved the getting the reports from Colon and <laughs> oh, Caddy. That was that so was funny. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> Colon's like a very sort of matter of fact, like humorous narrative, and Caddy's is like put out like a dwarf <laughs> epic. <laughs> It's and yeah, it started Colons. with like, and our hearts were full of spirit, and our yeah, <laughs> boots full so of adventure. Good. As we did, fairly depart. Yeah, it's just it's great. <laughs> journey lonesome on the, the I... long trodden paths of this great city. 
<laughs> I would say this Cuddy and the Trite is great in this part of the book. Um, That's so can't good. Wait I'm to... as a duo. Yeah. Absolute fucking dudes rock energy from yeah. the two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah, it's a dude and a rock. I love how Cuddy gets really excited when he like teaches him how to count. Um, <laughs> and detritus being able to like instantly count how many bricks are in a wall and stuff because that's sort of <laughs> yeah. how he sees it. It's really good. It's yeah. nice. It turns out detritus is actually pretty clever. Just it's too hot. It's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah you can um, count just in a different way. I really like their scenes. I liked Cullen and Nobby investigating because you know they don't really do that much investigating normally but it's nice to see them have to do like yeah. police work um, yeah it's good to see Colon like he's like oh I'm getting educated I'm reading things um, yeah, but no yeah. one else has ever read things he's like yeah. everyone else everyone else is too clever and they're making me feel bad so I've been reading to make myself feel more clever and now I've yeah, learned some was, long words that was the best, one of the good things about his report it's like you could see he was putting in like fancy fancy language that as, as he thought it yeah <laughs> yeah or when he he uses a word with a with an accent in and he, he says he hopes people have noticed him saying the slanty bit over the e <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he's he's talking and he's like does he say like angua obviously is smart and he suspects that she's clever um and also cuddy is clever and he just feels yeah <laughs> stupid because like carrots also reading carrots reading all the time um and he reads very slowly and he has to like move his lips while he's reading but he's reading a lot yeah um, which i can relate to i'm not a i'm not a fast reader you know i i, I like really... i like those bits of characterization where it's like well he's not uh you know he's not maybe the most like naturally clever person or like he's not like a genius or whatever but he's very persistent and he will read everything and he will like do what he set his mind to, right? Like, I, I love those moments. He's so good in this, because yeah. you, you really do get a feel for him as this guy, or this character, and he, he really he really loves the city, and he yeah. really enjoys knowing people and talking to people and getting to know them, like, even the fucking gargoyles, he goes up and he talks to them every now and again, and he talks to, you know, all the dwarves, and they all know him. He, like, takes an interest in yeah. things. Um, in a very, in in a very like deliberate way, which I think is so good. And then at the same time, he like even Vimes is like almost uncomfortable with it because everyone loves him so much, and yeah. it's like Vimes is like I've been walking here all my life, and he's been here for like a year, and he knows everyone, and I don't know anyone, and everyone always recognizes him. But at the same time, Carrot has such a respect for Vimes as this guy who's really often is kind of trying to make things better and i think that's it's just a very it's a very interesting and touching relationship i think in this yeah there's a great part where they like find that um that bill uh is paying to uh to the widows uh of Mm. of former uh city watchmen um then like the daughter of one of them like who who passed away um it's like yeah he he pays that out of his own pocket yeah. like half his salary goes to uh goes to people he uh you Doesn't know that know, were really. uh, yeah. wronged by Vine. those lost on the job Vine's mm. nice guy yeah. yeah yeah he's like he doesn't show it but <laughs> or he's not like <laughs> you know he's it's not like secret. nice to you in person but uh he's 
deep down he's you know he's a good guy there's the bit where veterinary realizes that maybe he's gone too far in trying to like goad vimes because yeah. he's talking about springs with leonard of quem and he, they're talking about how like you wind a spring up um until it's as tight as it can be and then hope it doesn't break and then he realizes that vimes didn't punch the wall after leaving his office which might mean that he's like pushed him too far and he's broken him yeah did <laughs> um, he need to like i I do kind of wonder how, because it's like... He was already investigating! The entire the entire <laughs> thing is that Veterinary's big strat- big brain plan is that I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Vimes do the best job he can by really pissing him off and making him do it out <laughs> of spite. Yeah. But, like, Vimes already wanted to investigate this. <laughs> he was already doing it! <laughs> you could just taunt him to, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he would have done it. <laughs> he didn't I just have not to said break anything him. after the first time. Like he was doing it. He was being like his life was being threatened. He was gonna keep investigating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I think it's a little bit contrived, I think, here, because like Terry really wants to have this bit where the watch has been disbanded. Um and they have to like, you know, go a bit rogue, create a militia and sort of you know, go off the map in order to to fight back. But, like, I'm not 100% sure that this makes sense for Veterinary to do. I don't know. (laughs) No, even Veterinary sort of says, oh, maybe I went a bit far. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit... Normally, Veterinary sort of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, maybe it's just... It's a pretty serious... Because, like, he... Veterinary doesn't really know what's going on for once, and so he is making mistakes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. who know, who know? I do not. My brain's small today. <laughs> well, this is even Vimes realizes that Veterinary um tells him specifically not to go looking for the thing stolen from the Assassin's Guild, which Vimes wasn't hundred percent sure like that something had been stolen from the Assassin's Guild before Veterinary specifically told him to not look for it. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> is like part of the way he's sort of manipulating him. But this is like a very extreme move to be like, I'm disbanding the entirety of yeah. the Night's Watch. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, because like Guard's Guide was the first big veterinary book, which I didn't realize when we read it, because we read that one first. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize that he won't have like a major role in uh, other Discworld books for a while. This seems to be like the second time. <laughs> No, like his, he has a bigger pattern. Yeah. Obviously, the the Ankh-Morpork centric books, so like the Watch books, and then later, the like more standalone Ankh-Morpork books and the Moist books, obviously. Uh, but yeah, for 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 that, I feel like <laughs> Veterinary's purpose or character, it was just he just really the, the thing is that Terry just really nailed his, nailed his characterization in Guards Guards so much and like yeah. made that like an entire the 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 Vimes Veterinary dynamic that was like such a central part for that one that he kind of doesn't really i feel like he doesn't really know what to do or like what what twist to put on it in this one Mm, yeah Um, yeah i don't remember how it's going to shake out in the third part of this book but uh (laughs) but yeah i i I got a feeling that the veterinary stuff is just like gonna be yeah whatever it's gonna be great in I mean, later books but yeah i don't want to spoil it but um that uh vimes will continue to be in the watch uh-huh. after, after the, <laughs> at the end of this book <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i know it's surprising but there it is yeah. um i was gonna say about the carrot stuff i also really like how uh how we we kind of get more of an idea why 
Angua likes him or why Angua is like yeah. hmm, damn this this is this is a this is a type of guy he really is a type of guy <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know it's just a guy who loves the place he lives in he's like a new york guy you know <laughs> i'm like a guy who's here. like new york is the best city in the world you know i don't we know about new york pizza. i think people who live in new york also kind of hate it yeah yeah well that's why he's almost like he's not actually like a person who's from angmorepork right he's like not like like a native born angmorepokian would be like this is angmorepork i live here it's shit whereas Kara's like vines. genuinely enthusiastic about it yeah 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 that's the two genders of angmorepokian are <laughs> carrots or vines <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. well i think most people are, are like vines yes <laughs> it's like people who live Carrot's in london sort of yeah Current's like an unusual case. Yeah. But he is, yeah, he's trying to court Angua, but by making her enthusiastic about Angmorpork as well. Which mm. is quite sweet, I think. Yeah. I like yeah. I like the scenes together. I think they're fun. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. He uh he has a personality in this, unlike the <laughs> watch TV show. And so there's some funny gas bird moments yeah, yeah, yeah. in this where he he initially is very betrayed that Angle would be interested in Carrot because they chased cats together in the end of the moonlight. Um, <laughs> and then later on, he manages to chase Quirk away by subconsciously telling him that he has an itchy bottom, uh, which is a classic, a classic scene. <laughs> classic. <laughs> it just makes it... I remember my dad reading that to me when I was like, seven <laughs> did you lose your mind yeah i was like this is so funny <laughs> it's the funniest shit i ever saw man he gets an itchy bottom he does <laughs> <laughs> guess a good dog um good boy he's a good boy yeah yeah apparently some uh, publication did a list of best dogs and they included Gaspard and then Rihanna Pratchett retweeted it saying oh it's great to see Gaspard on here. That's yeah. cool. Yeah that's yeah. whatever. He is a good dog It is dog, great though. to see Gaspard. Props to Gaspard as they <laughs> Shout out to my man Gaspard <laughs> Gaspard making it clap on the TL <laughs> Keeping it real. I do real. not want to see Gaspard making it clap. Gaspard, Gaspard um, is keeping it real though like he is He's down to earth He's, he's down to earth. earth. He is authentic. Very low to the ground. Uh, he's not yeah, going to sell out. He's very close to the floor. <laughs> 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 he could have been in movies, man. Yeah, there's some brief Sybil moments in this part uh, where she's basically like, well, you're well shot of being in the watch. She's She doesn't do a lot in this book apart from sort of potter around. She's like, hello, is, dear. Yeah, I'm yeah. So kind of sad, but it's fine. We'll get more Sybils in the future. But keep, when it comes keep, to female keep characters, on. she's been replaced with Angua, who's got the big bobbies. <laughs> female character, you get one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, key point is Sybil in this book does not imprison anyone and try to re-educate them for a <laughs> life of crime. Yeah, know, she's really seemed, flawed in that regard. Yeah, it seems out of character for her. I can't believe they did that in the show. Like the further away we get from it, uh, the less the less sense Sybil's character makes. To me, yeah, I, know. I, what if, I rewatched. What if Sybil was just kind of evil. I rewatched like um, the last couple of episodes with my dad, like the other week, and it it does not get better on a rewatch. Um, I think it was worse. 
Just yeah. really, just really weird characterization <laughs> all around, really. I don't know what yeah. they were going for mm. with that. <laughs> in retrospect, was, also weird yeah, that they killed off the Tritus in like the first episode um, without us even getting to know him. <laughs> like, yeah. But you feel he's sad favorite character. Yeah. yeah. And he's big and nice. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. hypothetically, if like one character died in this book, um, it would be great if we got to know mm. them <laughs> at first. <laughs> I'm not That'd saying it's going to happen. Writing decision. Robin, have you you read this book before? Um, I did lie. Um, I know I haven't. I <laughs> I think <laughs> okay. we were trying to make a point on a different episode, so I just pretended that I had read it and I haven't. So if anyone read the last two books. <laughs> okay, so you Cancel. haven't read the last bit. Okay. Betray, no. betray the audience. Don't worry about trust. it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about anything. I'm very cool and it's fun to just lie for no reason. Um, <laughs> I think so though. too. <laughs> you should just do what I do and then have absolutely no memory of what I've said in previous uh, episodes. So, mm-hmm. as a result, it's not lying, it's just I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That happens to me often. Human error. God, yeah. remember when? I, I remember when me and Chess tried to cancel each other for lying, and I don't remember what we lied about. No, so Emmanuel said, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if you pretended something happened in the Danny chapter that oh, yeah, I happened in the show? And so I said it because I, you know, I like to go along with my co-host's schemes because um, I'm a good sport. Yeah, so and then everyone accused of me of lying and I was cancelled online. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were doing improv and you were yes-ending, so you did deserve to be cancelled. Yeah. 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 Improv is a crime, honestly. Like that should be. Mm-hmm. It's that's true. Yeah. On 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 this podcast, we should try to like more actively um no, but instead uh, instead of yeah. yes ending, I think that would be great. No, but I think that would be kind of a dumb thing to do on this podcast, where we have very sensible takes and we we like <laughs> to like you know do analyses and all mm-hmm. stupid jokes like other podcasts. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do a cold open. Just get to the point. <laughs> Dumb <laughs> I'm analyzing right now. I'm analyzing all of your behaviors and I'm writing a report and it is unfavorable, I'm mm. sorry to say. Analyze oh, this, man. starring Robin Williams. I'm coming up with your podcasting performance uh, reviews and I'm sending you all a report at the end of each month. Remember you how, they did, how they made a sequel to Analyze This and it was called Analyze That? <laughs> is that a film, Analyze mm-hmm. This? Is that a film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like where Robin Williams is a psychologist. Huh. Oh, he was analyzing it. That and this. <laughs> that and this. Yeah, what were we saying? Yeah, we were saying that we're going to Oh, wait, no, because Robert De Niro, not like, Robin Williams. Bit... What the fuck? Yeah, Robin very different, was, uh... different actors. <laughs> no, because Robin Williams was also... <laughs> Was also in a movie where he was... But that was like The Fisher King, I think, where he was... Uh, he wasn't... <laughs> yeah. No, that was, was Robbie Williams. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was it was Robbie Williams, of course. Uh, famous <laughs> yeah. Pizza Gator and um... <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> no, we talk, I think we talked about it before, but it's very funny that he was very offended by Pizza Gate because he's like, if there was a conspiracy, why didn't they include me? <laughs> <laughs> that, that interview was such dumb. A good point. It was amazing. Yeah, it's so good. What if you're a celebrity and you just mostly felt offended that no one's giving you adrenochrome? You're like, Maybe I want to be young forever. Of, of that is where he starts talking about how he's he's just a down-to-earth guy, earth guy from the streets. Yeah. <laughs> when looking out of his, like, whatever. Penthouse. 
Yeah, so is Nobby. Um, so is Nobby. <laughs> nice segue. Down, down to earth. Thank uh, you. Let's see what else. Robbie Williams. What else? We have the we have a bit of like Nobby Williams content in this one, but Nobby Williams. Nobby, Nobby Williams. Williams. <laughs> Thinking about it. What's a what's a Robbie Williams song? Um, I don't know any. Uh, uh, angel. Let me entertain I'm you. That's angels one. instead, and through it. Oh, she offers me protection. Yeah, that's one. A lot of love and affection. I had to sing that in yeah. a, a play when I was in primary school. All these songs that you hear and you kind of know, but I didn't know if you there any. Yeah, any yeah, they're or mostly or? most of the songs that you hear uh, and don't know uh, who they are is probably going to be Robbie Williams. I see. Yeah, yeah, like when Chaz used to play uh, uh, Surf Jan Stevens, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Is this Robin Williams?" Yeah, that was Robin Williams. <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny. When <laughs> Look, at least, you did, at least you didn't <laughs> to make the Cat Stevens joke again. Like, I thought I'm, about it and I was like, yeah. He will do it. I mean, pretty much. I'd say like four out of five mentions of Session Stevens, George will do the Cat Stevens thing, but like the fifth one, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we the uh, Sufjan podcast last week and I did, because uh, I did mention that you are being very mean to him by saying Cat Stevens all the time. Um, so. <laughs> Look. I'm trying to think of... It was genuine originally. Nobby. Of a Cat Stevens song? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Nobby singing a Robbie Williams song and all I can come up with <laughs> is, is Detritus is a rock. DJ (laughs) (laughs) And he's watching you through the night (laughs) That's pretty good Thanks I like that (laughs) I don't I honestly know barely any Robbie Williams songs that I know Rock DJ and Angels The the one that's like Let me entertain you is him Let me yeah, okay. So I like that he has a song called Old Before I Die. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that, He's a, a song one. called Party Like a Russian. Party <laughs> Like a Russian? I remember in like, in like my cultural studies my seminar, we had to, we had to analyze a Robbie Williams song that was called like, like Madonna or something. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just saw that on uh, Google. Yeah, <laughs> is that a reference to like a version by Madonna? It, it is like explicitly about like, Madonna, but it was yeah. also like written by the Pet Shop Boys or something. Like he doesn't even write his own songs. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, I'm not that shocked. I, I'm thinking about oh my what God, he partying a... like a Russian would be like. He has like a... in some kind of field <laughs> somewhere, and you've just got like shop bought vodka and one of your friends has a truck and there's nothing for miles and you're freezing cold wear a coat mm. Robbie Williams has a cover of Santa Baby which is one of the worst songs ever written yeah it's, is well, that it's about how you want to fuck Santa it's yeah. cool and it's, yeah. it has a feature by Helena Fischer who is a very famous German <laughs> Schlager singer so how did that happen what is a Schlager singer <laughs> Schlager is like German pop music basically uh, but oh. it's like it's the one that is like tread wife. It's like a tread wife pop music, basically. Uh, like early Taylor Swift. Huh. Yeah, but like with a German flavor, <laughs> like the German, the German flavor of being tread wife, I guess. Uh. It yeah, is like Lederhosen. yeah, the um the bit in uh, you know Springtime for Hitler, the musical and the producers, yeah, where the mm. all the dancing girls are wearing like pretzels or like beer. <laughs> As that clothes, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's Schlager. Yeah. 
but we're like minus the Nazis, as far as I know. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> men's arms. Men at arms. Wow. Men at arms. It's a man at arms. Men's arms. Have you got some arms, is everyone, is everyone peeing? Did I set off a chain reaction? Uh, Janosch is here. I'm here. Hello. Is Robin, Robin back? You're here. Robin Williams. Robin, <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. You were, say, you were saying trad wife, like trad wife pop. I'm thinking of the concept of a Chaz wife, which is... Like wives, like I'm thinking about and it. They all want to be like Chaz, but like they're also trad wives at the same time. Okay, I'm what? What? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's pretty weird. Uh-huh. Ch- George has come up with the concept of a Chaz wife opposed to a trad ah, wife. So me, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, a concept I've been trying to invent for mm. years, but no one will go for for some reason. Mm. How, do you feel, how are you feeling about Chad wives? Chad boy. Chad boy. Chad it's when boy. your wife's like really ripped yeah. and very handsome, and, and she's like, what a bro. So, so a Chad's wife. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, men at arms. Um, men, men's armsies. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. What Nobby else do we have to say? I was, I was genuinely like, I, I remember when I was like, I don't know, eight, and there was like a trailer for a movie and it had Robin Williams. I was so confused because also all the, all the I, I wasn't like a Robin Williams fan or whatever, but all the like trailer or like ads in the TV were like, new album by Robin Williams. It was like, oh, that's a famous person. It was very confusing for me. Hmm. So I'm glad that we brought yeah. that back on this episode. This podcast is about, you know, working through stuff. Um, it's, it's about working through our issues. It's about what, what would it be like if Chaz was a wife? Um, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's wives who model themselves aesthetically and not politically on Chaz. No. So yeah, just aesthetically. <laughs> just they, think aesthetically. They, should, they think they need to serve their husbands faithfully and loyally but as a Chaz. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> no. I, I don't think it's a Chaz could be faithful and loyal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I see. <laughs> right, you, you just you just got to be aesthetically Chaz, you know, not necessarily <laughs> How as, would you do as that? conniving and dangerous. You take Chaz as aesthetic. <laughs> Dress like a sort of librarian goth slash clown uh-huh. and yeah. get muscles god this really is an aesthetic podcast um and what yeah, if we had a podcast where we just reviewed aesthetics oh there's a there's a mention of uh of what the fuck is it called the 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 funny concept where you have to hit someone in the head Oh, retrophrenology. Retrophrenology, oh, very funny. Yeah, oh. Zorgo the retrophrenologist, which is rather than having a head shape that tells someone you have a personality trait, you get your head reshaped to have that personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> which which I think is a very, very, very funny joke, and I haven't been it's able to so stop good. thinking about it. <laughs> it's I extremely think- <laughs> good. I think anybody who uh, believes in phrenology should commit to the bit and get reverse yeah. phrenology. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, the yeah. guy who's there, he's like, uh, I would like to be less uncertain. No, I wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, I would. And then he gets a big hammer and is like, this won't hurt a little bit. And that's very truthful. 
What's <laughs> <laughs> the idea of someone mushing your skull? It's it's gross, but I love it. It's such a great joke. I mean, you you, you could you can you, we do have retro physiognomists in this in this day and age. They're what just is plastic that? surgeons. Oh. oh. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Hmm. Not that physiognomy actually works, obviously, but yeah. they do change your face. Yeah, yeah, and mm. in some ways, changing your face can change your personality. Yeah, yeah. There's like a talking head song you, about it. If they gave you a big, a big sort of um, scarred smile, you <laughs> might be <laughs> you might be tempted to go a little crazy. You might be a little <laughs> twisted after that. <laughs> Can you imagine me going up to like a plastic surgeon and being like, "I want to be the Joker"? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in the in the um, I want the Joker in the mm-hmm. which one is it? Tim Burton one. Yes, it is what happens because he yeah. falls into that vat and he's like, "Doctor, my face is fucked up." And the doctor's like, "Well, I just work in a back alley, but I'll see what we can do." And he messes <laughs> up really bad. What a good uh, movie! <laughs> it's a great movie. I want to watch that. I've never seen any of the old bad. It's so funny because I like instead of the new bad ones. Uh, I, I, a lot of a lot of Batman fans really hate just that part of the movie that like Batman is the reason why the Joker became the Joker. And it's like as who cares? Yeah, I mean that's just that's like a classic, you know, revenge yeah. villain thing. It's the same with Spider Man and the Green Goblin in the in the early Spider Man movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Spider Man is like, "No, I will not cure your genetic illness, even though I yeah. could." <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is just a great bit where, like, the bat, the, the Joker sees Batman. He's like, "You, you did it, Batman! You made me! You tossed me in that vat of chemicals." <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, he did. And it, it makes you think about the implications of what Batman does. A great movie. I genuinely, Damn. you should watch it. Yeah, I think Batman toss, Returns is... Toss not into the <laughs> vat of chemicals yet. Yeah, lest, <laughs> eh, lest the vat of chemicals toss also into you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> ah, is that an invitation? Okay. I would say Brad, um, Batman Returns is even better. Like uh, Tim Burton just really puts all his fetishes into that one. Uh, yeah. Do not to- do not toss off into a vat lest the vat toss off onto you. Then what? Yeah. Do not go gentle uh, into that good night lest the- <laughs> do that good night also goes gentle into you. <laughs> We're a Discord now, that's this podcast. <laughs> We're getting this. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great bit in Batman Returns where like Christopher Walken is like an evil millionaire guy or like I, I don't know if he's the mayor or is someone else the, I think he's the mayor uh, and then a reporter like approaches him and then he just says yawn <laughs> like, he's not yawning he says yawn it's <laughs> Leonard the Quirm yeah. always rides backwards because he's a genius <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess leonardo da vinci did do like mirror writing but i do we even know why did he also do it just because he's like you know i a think genius, he was just, just do bit, that when you're uh, genius he was he was feeling uh he was feeling very clever for it even that was he was like it twisted wouldn't it be twisted if i yeah. just wrote in mirror writing for no reason and it was it's twisted. like um, it's like having a code with your bros but it's with with yourself <laughs> yeah. cool that 
Italy, it, like the, the majority of like Italy's art was just loads of really horny men <laughs> yeah. all being like extremely yeah, gay. And yeah, just like <laughs> we <laughs> we're, we're going to reinvent art <laughs> based around being extremely horny for David or other people. Mm. Mm. I know a lot about the Renaissance. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, anyway, Leonardo de Quirm, he has invented post-it notes, um, and he calls it handy notes scribbling piece of paper with glue that comes <laughs> and stuck when you want. Um, he's also invented, I think, helicopters, which he calls, <laughs> oh no, he's invented like a sort of, the aeroplane thing, he calls it a flapping wing flying device. Very good. Yeah, he's and a helicopter. Um, and a helicopter. Yeah, I like his names, it's very yeah. funny. Like, his names are that's, all very bad. That's like one of those jokes that like, stuck with me in a way that I didn't remember what it was from. I, I remember that, that it was from Terry Pratchett and I remember that there was like this one character who always called names by their most literal explanation. Yeah. <laughs> it's um it's like a like a homestuck troll movie. Yeah, um, yeah, that's exactly that. Yeah. Yes. There's a there's a yes. There, there is a like a footnote which says that even though Leonardo de Quirm uh was the greatest technological genius he was a detritus when it came to thinking up names which is very rude <laughs> yeah detritus is clever yeah he's great at it and it's cool so yeah he always solves the uh, names the universal mm. constant constant or something <laughs> yeah they just you know he just cools down too quickly at that point and he yeah i like that it like ended with the equal sign yeah, and then he's like, equals what? What does it equal? Yeah. For sale, one uh, equation never solved. Never finished. Yeah. Um, um, we got our script editor, remember, told us to do a bit more audience engagement. So, oh, yeah. Did uh, they? This, week, this week's, this week's audio enga- audience engagement is, mm. what, what do you think the universal constant is? Write in and let us know. <laughs> Write us in. Um, also, would you fuck just a tell city? Us a number. Would you fuck a city if it was? I mean, <laughs> the city fucking just goes back to guards, guards, where Vimes was really horny for the city. If you recall, and he kept I thinking do. about it as like a big woman. Damn, I was like, I'm gonna fuck the big woman who's the city. Um, <laughs> but now Carrot's gonna fuck the big woman, which is the city, and Eng was jealous. Yeah, um, if you think she about wants it, to be the big woman that Carrot is having. They sex should. With. They should do yeah. like if a prone. If a prone masturbator is on the gla- in the ground floor of the house, they're kind of fucking the city. Yeah, I, I was think I was thinking about that, um, and it really excites me. Yeah. Do you That's think they could know. like if 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 Carrot gets angry excited, they could do like a like a nice threesome with the city? I think that would be great. They're doing like city mm. role play. Um. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a bridge baby. Angua has to like cover herself in sewage in order to play the role of like I'm on book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the Via Cloaca. Yeah. Ooh, come into my Via Cloaca. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a there's there's a callback to uh to Ankmore Park being built on ruins on Ankmore Park basically because it's been burned mm, down so yeah. many times. Uh but there aren't any tunnels because it's built on loam. Loam. Yeah. Well, it says like when it floods, they tend to build on top of it, like where the, the sort of sediment is left, which I think, I can't remember if he says it in this book or if it was in the author's note of another book, which he said is based on like San Francisco. Oh. Um, London's fairly similar. 
Yeah, sort of built on itself. You just keep building up. Um, I think it's I think it's the truth actually where he says that. But yeah, it's like you rather than like rebuilding, you just like when the ground is covered, you just build up and up and up and up until there's like three stories below the uh, below the ground level. Yeah, it's the the Monty Python castle approach of building. Building on a swamp. They all said that you couldn't build on the swamp. Yeah, Monty Python. That's classic. Classic. That's classic British comedy. (laughs) 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 British comedy. Very nice. (laughs) Entire bit in uh, in Ready Player One where the main character had to recite the entire dialogue from uh monty python and the holy grail and he nailed it and that's That's what intelligence is (laughs) you know there's been a lot that i mean people have said this already but ready player one really is just trying to justify all the stupid shit that you've memorized um if you're like some middle-aged nerd dude and being like actually there is a use for this in my (laughs) fantasy world that i've created um Ah, it does make me and interesting yeah (laughs) And he even like, aliens, I think he even the, like narrates small plastic figurines came down. <laughs> I think he even narrates uh, narrates how when he recites the entirety of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, how much the audience is laughing at it. Like this, yeah, they love it. This movie that at at the point in the movie is already like, or the of, of at the at this point in, of the book is already like a hundred years old because it's in the future, but they're still obsessed with the eighties and seventies, I guess. Oh, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but if somebody started to do like a one-man live performance of <laughs> any movie, uh-huh. actually, I would not. In- I would not be hooting and hollering. Let's put it that way. So the you're not going to come to my one-woman performance of my dinner with Andre, where I act out the entire conversation, but with one half of my head looking like Andre and the other half looking like Wally. Well, it depends how well you do it. That might be the exception to the rule. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Would you be like constantly turning your face uh, while you yeah. change between the roles? Okay, you should do a puppet show. I think that would be more engaging. Oh, oh my god, you could that do would be so a good. mime, a mime version of my dinner with Andre. Because you have what? two hands, which is the the number of characters <laughs> that are in the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine That's a true. mime version of a movie that is a conversation. <laughs> It's sort of like a mime version of a podcast. So if you like, if you put on a mime version of Who Watches the Watch, which I imagine is just someone doing jerk off motions for like one hour and forty minutes. Actually, Robin, Robin and I have been practicing mime podcasting recently. Should we? Should we give you a bit of it? Yeah. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> amazing. Uh, that, that's so it's pretty great. good, that's right? Yeah, stuff. we did a yeah, really good job. Amazing. That was. See, we didn't even yeah. rehearse earlier today. So I liked uh, I liked George's facial expressions, and I also liked the bit where he did a handstand. Mm. That was very. I cool. think it wasn't necessarily funny, but it, it made <laughs> you think, which is honestly the main purpose of podcasting. I'd yeah. rather be made to think than to laugh. Yeah. I must say, I don't. They call me the I hate English to laugh. I laugh enough. Makes my throat hurt. Yeah. I laugh enough when I watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> I look at society and I'm laughing, so I don't want to like watch comedy. I watch uh, John Stewart's The Daily Show. That's where I get my news. Yeah, people, people. How about that tea party, eh? People laugh at our podcasts because we're different, but I laugh at their <laughs> podcasts because they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Most people only have one life, but a podcaster has none. <laughs> I mean, the audience have got to give it up to us. We we really do try hard to create the most unlistenable fucking content that you can get. Yeah, we keep our listen numbers keep growing, uh, and we're, we're trying to stop that. Like we're trying to, we're trying to go back to the glory days when we had like fifteen listeners. Yeah, did we ever have just fifteen listeners? I don't know, cause the SoundCloud analytics were weird. Like before we switched to Pinecast, so I don't know. I feel like I just feel like we came out the proverbial podcaster's womb. Yeah, um, already with like thirty listeners, you know. They just, yeah. they knew. They were here. Yeah. They like appeared. one of those saints who was born and they say something like, God be glorified when yeah. they come out the womb. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. That we said, so or like, please uh, listen. Like Benjamin Button, like, right? Like we were born, we were already like. <laughs> and we were already disgusting. Um, <laughs> we just got more disgusting with age. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do we have more, more comments on this? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, oh, do I have? A- what do we think of the racial element of the of this book? The what of this part of the book? You know the race stuff. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Uh, There's some slurs. Could be worse. Good. Could be better. Yeah, he does mm. say the other end word. Yeah. Yeah, not the really bad one, but the one that's probably not the best. <laughs> the best end word. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, he 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 does say that he would that Captain Quirk would say the N word, which is a very jarring thing to say in a book that takes place in another universe. Um, <laughs> he just he just once again say that like, yeah, they don't have race. racial prejudice isn't like a huge thing, but at least he say it doesn't. He, at least he doesn't say it doesn't exist in this one because mm. you know in like two books time we will have Jingo. Yeah, which is about Which is about racism. Uh But, like, not species racism. Not speciesism. Mm. Um, Which is what this one's doing. Yeah. (laughs) I like how how he explicitly point when when, uh, Captain Quirk says, like, two slurs about, like, he says a slur about the the dwarves and then another one about the about the trolls and then either like in the text or in the footnote he explains that um while well, saying those words is already very bad and they shouldn't be said but the fact that he said you people with that voice is even worse yeah it's like more yeah it showed i think he said it was worse it was more that it sort of showed like yeah, the yeah. level of his racism mm. like the unit because I don't know when you when you hear people being racist. There are certain like things that people can ways that people can refer to like other groups. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, without people, slurs, you don't have that to say sound, slurs to like, be racist, oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. slurs, then you're like, oh dear, no, this is going bad. It's like place. saying those people. There's some bit with there's some bit yeah. from Cuddy's point of view as well, where he's like thinking about the way he's referred to as like. Well, there's the mm. bit when they go into the like um, arms manufacturing place and they talk to the yeah i think it's the bit where they talk to the quartermaster and they're like 
oh, did these people work for you? And he's like, oh, there's no one working here. And they're like, the trolls. And he's like, oh, they're not people. Oh, you said people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Because, like, obviously, it's not like a sort of bright situation where (laughs) they've done evil things in the past. And that's why everyone's justified in being prejudiced. Like, there's no reason for them to be prejudiced. But, you know, sometimes it's a bit clumsy. I, I was also thanking thanking Terry for not doing the bright thing where the fantasy the fantasy species are like direct exopes. Yeah. Uh, like direct comparisons to ethnic populations in the real world. Like in Bright yeah. where the orcs were Yeah. The orcs were just like black people but blue. And yeah. like had an evil past and it was like, Are you sure this is the best way of doing this? <laughs> <laughs> uh this is bad. Um you know, but Terry will fall down that fall down on that in uh, other ways, but they won't mm. be about. I don't know his 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 like fantasy species are not. He doesn't use them as like direct analogies for real world populations. I, yeah, I yeah. He ju- he just has a whole land which is funny racist China <laughs> instead. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yay. Mm. I can't wait. Two books, time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that Cuddy yeah. and Detritus are getting along, though. Like, the, mm. yeah, they were nice. set up as, oh, these two species uh, inherently hate each other always, but... If, you give a ch- if, you, if, if they give each other a chance, yeah. No, maybe maybe they can friends. become buddies. It's because they don't even see themselves as that race anymore, you know? You're just like, oh, I can't trust dwarves. And he's like, but you are a dwarf. And he's like, oh, I guess. And he's like, oh, trolls are evil. And he's like, but Detritus, you are a troll. And he's like, well, I'm a policeman now. It's the the other race (laughs) of policemen. There's only one race. (laughs) The most oppressed of them all. The most suppressed group, the cop. (laughs) Um. (laughs) There's eight of them in... Like yeah. in this That's book, that's really so. marginalized. Yeah, <laughs> not not really, not really a, a defined group, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and there's there's like other parts that are like, oh, this is this is a interesting take, right? Like or or a, like where where I feel like Terry is making making an okay point where he's like, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of crimes were resolved uh, just because they found someone to be of the right species uh, mm. at the wrong place. Like that's yeah, yeah that yeah. rings right, <laughs> and that's yeah. They, there's yeah. like yeah, a whole paragraph on oh they they chased him because he was running. Um, yeah, and if you were like something about you have nothing to hide. I did save the quote. Where does it? Where is it? It's a bit where veterinary goes on the principle that everyone's committed a crime, probably. Um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is guilty. Well, mm. I have not. Uh huh. I'm thinking. One of the things I was thinking about. What are the sort of um, what are the, the sort of contexts in which he is writing this in terms of like British politics at the time? Because I was initially thinking, like, what, like, to do with guns, uh, you know, what, what sort of sparked this, uh, him wanting to write about how bad he thinks guns are, essentially. I don't know what um, what was happening in the nineties. Well, uh, I'm. I was thinking specifically in a British context, and it's written in I think ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, ninety three. So because 
93. I, I'd originally thought maybe it was um, Dunblane, which was a school shooting in the UK. Mm-hmm. But that was in the ni- that was in 97. So I think, if anything, it was probably more influenced by like the Hungerford Massacre or something, which was another one in the in the late 80s. Mm. Um, and I mean, the, the LA the riots maybe, were the year before as well. That's true, and there were a lot of there were a lot of riots that were driven by like racial injustice in the eighties, specifically, mm. like uh, Toxteth and Brixton, and yeah, other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's complicated because again, it is like a cop story. Um, but you know, Terry's trying to be. He's trying to say something about, you know, he's trying to be like, it's not good, you know. He's he's trying to be like, racism, it's pretty bad, and you, it's not good the thing that you should do. But then, like, the cop stuff sometimes feels like it gets in the way of that for me personally. Um, yeah. And yeah. makes it harder to just be like, oh, this is good, you know, because it's like, eh, the point is almost like, well, you know, they're cops, which is different. Um, cops are... I don't know if yeah. Terry was quite equipped to like go into it in a in a sort of. I don't think Terry even really thought about <laughs> cops in a deeper yeah. sense. Like he just, I I, feel, I think like the he does he does sometimes because that there is stuff about like later on about police yeah. brutality and what police what? are. There's there's this line in I mean that's like what. Uh, Night Watch is about quite a lot, and in one of them where he talks about how cops shouldn't be armed because they're not soldiers, they are civilians, um, mm. where he's sort of talking about cop violence, but I don't think he recognises cops as, like, a thing itself as being bad, or, like, structurally bad, so, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. He sort of kind of gets it, and then sort of doesn't, and then sometimes it's, you know, funny jokes about police, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, because this one explicitly has, like, that whole section about the stop and search, which it kind of, it slightly passes off as, like, haha, funny jokes, but also... Pointed? points out that it's wrong. I don't know, it's kind of weird tonally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think there's some, there's some small acknowledgement that maybe, maybe it don't always be so good from the cops, you know. But, (laughs) um, yeah, like, when he says about... They they make a joke. He makes a joke about carrots saying uh, they have policing by consent. Yeah, that joke got thing. me. And while they're pointing a crossbow at this yeah. guy to give him give him weapons. Yeah, because policing by consent. Like, how, how do you consent to police being policed? I've no idea. Yeah, no one asked me. I don't know. I would. I don't <laughs> consent to being policed. <laughs> Yeah, but they always push the policing by consent thing, which I did think was very funny because I've been hearing about it a lot recently um, to do with, you know, UK police stuff. There's a very funny bit where um, Carrot's like, um, if you if you object, then, you know, you, you you can say no. He might have actually gone along with it if they had said no, but no one's quite sure, which is how he managed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that bit is a little, like, as Robin said, a little weird tone because... So they're like, oh, we need the weapons. Like, we need more weapons to, to like, do this shit. Uh, we can't go unarmed, so they're just gonna go, like, oh, you have to give them to us, uh, or, or, or you don't have to, but, you know, <laughs> we're, we're the cops. I don't know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like having it both ways, because it's like, you know, joking about how, 
oh, this is actually a wrong thing to do and they don't really consent to it. But at the same time, we like want them to get, we want them to find the bad guy. <laughs> we want them to stop the crime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that bit's mostly joke. It's like they're, they're stealing from this armory using like funny threats yeah. uh, to get the cool weapons. And the guy is very racist, so you're like... And he's oh, racist, well. so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the, when the weapon oh, guy sorry, is no, racist... He makes, a few, he makes a few gaffes, which are very funny. Very funny gaffes. Mm. They're not racist. It's gaffs. It's gaffs. It's just gaffs. Yeah, funny. when the when the weapons guy is racist, then it's okay to abuse your police power. <laughs> yeah, it's cool actually. It's epic. <laughs> Only if he's racist. You have to. <laughs> you have to ask: Are you racist first? Are you racist? May I police you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's complicated um, politically. Yeah, we're not here to we're not here to tell you what's good or not. Um, we're not we here are to... <laughs> explicitly. That's what this podcast is. Um, we're not here to judge. We're not here. To... I'm gonna. I'm gonna judge. I'm sorry. We're not but... here to analyze. Um, we're not here to find like deal with the complicated uh-huh. parts of these books. We're just here to. Have we're a just good here to tell time. you they're good. Yeah. Isn't I'm it just good? Vibing, man. I'm just here to talk it off on the rug. <laughs> <laughs> we're just here. We're tossing off into the vat. We're tossing off onto the rug. The, the vat and the rug are tossing off. We're, into we're us. tossing off our good opinions. You know, mm. it's. And the thing it's is, a tr- it's like, a treat. Is racism bad? That's up to you, the, f- <laughs> the listener, to decide for yourself. Yeah, it's like, honestly, it's a matter of opinion. racism yeah. is one of the most controversial topics these days. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to sway. Some people, people say it's good, direction. some people say it's bad. Yeah, they, I, I, think, I think there's great people on both sides. Um, some of my best friends are racist. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> mine not. Um, so <laughs> no, that wasn't true. Like th- that was wasn't true. I was lying. I was just playing a character. Oh, I don't. No, not. Have it was true. Friends. All of Yanish's friends are racist. No, I only um, have my friends are my friends are all only homophobes and misogynists. But I draw the line at racism. <laughs> <laughs> what about animal cruelty? Oh, that's yeah, fine. How do you feel about it? Okay. How cruel. Okay. Yeah. Um, that and you know, if it's just calling mean name a dog mean I, name. It's fine as long <laughs> as they don't do it in front that. of me. Is my stance mm. on animal cruelty. Okay. As long as they don't do it to my animals, which I don't have. So they can just do it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um Okay, I'm bringing this to an end. Um <laughs> yeah. This this has been Who Watches the Watch. Uh, the most coherent podcast that you like to listen to and enjoy you love it you love it so much you wait for these episodes you go Chaz why do you take so long to edit and you throw tomatoes at me while I'm in the stocks Um, and you listen to them and you put up with this (laughs) yeah and you go damn this was so worth it I love to hear the tapes and then you clap but then you clap you clap the podcast even if you're in a crowded room or like on a bus you're still clapping if you like this you think it's good you're erotically attracted to the sound of our voices 
Um, mm-hmm. Hello. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Erotic <laughs> voices. Oh yeah. Is this what you're erotic voices? If, if you've been if you've been considering replacing your carpet just by the audio files of this podcast because if, if we've ruined your carpet by giving you bad ideas, then you can't sue us. First lay down face on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> anyway, if you like this, if you if you jack off like to this us, podcast illegally, have you to jack tell off us. To this. You can jack off to our Patreon post <laughs> um, as well, which is like only one euroish um, a month, and it has all our most current Huntsville chapters which are really good and beloved by the public mm, they love it they mm. love it they say this is so good i will draw fan art and i yeah. will talk to you about my head they cannons. keep running and up to go, my house okay. and chant more hearts well which i think is very rude because they can't sleep because of it but i appreciate yeah my know, twitter mentions it is people being like where's the next chapter and I'm like, I can't do it. I, it's too hard. And they're like, no, you got to publish the next chapter. Why are you having fun with your kids when you could be writing the next Hustle chapter? Um, huh? Why are you good. jerking and, and, off into this vat instead of writing Hustle? <laughs> that's how my, that's my creative process, so... If enough um, people come in a vat, the Joker comes. We out. have established this rule very early that you need to jack off before you write. You need to get that energy out. So yeah, yeah. If you know, if I'm jacking yeah, it, that's because I am, uh, I am cleansing my mind from the evil thoughts that will harm me writing. Honey, you should cleanse your I'm mind home. by jerking evil thoughts. I can't wait to see how much of oh. Heartspell you've read. Oh no, <laughs> our new shag carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Are you writing heart spell, son? Is it what it looks like? Um, okay. Anyway, if after this, you still want to listen to heart spell? You can, can donate to our Patreon for more grants. You know at uh, Patreon. Who watches the watch? Or you can give us five euros and have your name shouted out in this podcast by us, who you love to hear say your name. <laughs> Uh, thank um, you to <laughs> thank you to all our rinse flower stand tier patrons which is on the five year t- tier I almost forgot to do this I promised I'm going to read them backwards this time so thank you to Evan DM Rising oh, Grand Memes oh, yeah. for Scythe Hustling Teens Damn. Oh, baby. Milk Succubus Wowee Justin Crandall Bazongas the show Tom Hank the Tank Gabagood. Mm. Big flat bunt. And Terran. Mama Jamma. And a special thanks to, as always, to uncles of the show um, on the Bjorn Strong in the Arm tier, uh, Slime Simon, Sarah McClintock, cool. and Carrot Lime. Bro, Anki, can you give me some money, please? <laughs> <laughs> it is very accurate that the uncle tier is the one that gives us ten euros. Like that's 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 a real uncle move to do. Yes, yeah, uncle vibes. Yeah, that's what I call an uncle moment. Like, here you go, champ. Don't spend it all at once. 
Yeah. Yeah. Classic <laughs> uncle behavior. Um, yeah, so thank you to all of them. You could also be made uncomfortable if you gave us money. So just think about that. Um, or you can join us next week where we'll be finishing Men at Arms, Men's Arms. And you'll love it. You will love it. Oh, you're going to love it so podcast. much. This, this episode was Prince like... Philip nearly as much as I thought we were going to. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much to say now. He's already dead. It's the middle part. Uh, yeah. Who's dead? <laughs> Prince Philip? Whoa. Is he dead? <laughs> the Duke no. of Edinburgh? He's just sweeping. He's just... <laughs> Has anyone tried waking him up? I, I, I bet they just didn't try. <laughs> Did anyone, like, shook him a bit? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if you if you liked this one, man, you're gonna love the next episode. We haven't recorded it yet. We haven't even read it yet, but that one's gonna be a banger. Yeah. Um, so. We'll have finished the book. I can already tell you that it's gonna be a good episode. Oh, it's gonna, gonna be gonna, so good. I'm already. Ha That was me laughing at how funny the next episode is gonna be. <laughs> what classic you love jokes this from us, the team? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great that we've done these 48 episodes together. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 49 is um, the charm. 49 is when uh, when it really when it really starts really getting good. We're gonna episode 49. Yeah. 49. 49 is nice minus 20. Everyone's always saying like we're a good podcast, but we take a little while to get going. Um, episode 49 is where it actually starts getting good. Um, <laughs> and there, like we right. take a lot. We take a long time to sl- stop going as well, which is what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, Boyon Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Strong in the Arm is my Don't be racist. Uncle. Please. Don't be racist. Please don't be racist. Please, Mr. Racist was my father. Or you you can be racist. Who am I? I'm not, I'm not going to stop you. That wouldn't be very nice. Um, I wouldn't, that would be very um, impolite. Uh, please uh, jack off the normal way, despite all our jokes. Jack off however you want. It's up to you. We can't dictate your bedroom <laughs> pleasures mm. um do not if you're fucking your city do it privately not not like out in the open because i think that's a crime yeah that would be bad uh, that would be very upsetting big wheel keep on spinning big wheel uh, keep on spinning big, like big wheel keep on spinning <laughs> no, uh, uh, bye bye oh that's the wrong button there's an angel contemplate my fate Do they know the places where we go when we're gray and old? Cause I have been told that salvation lets their wings unfold. So when I'm lying in my bed, Thoughts running from my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it Oh, she offers me protection A lot of love and affection Whether I'm right or wrong And down the waterfall Wherever it may take me She won't forsake me I'm loving it
You've been listening to a Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.